The What Does Parent Think show is a place where young people are allowed to come and freely express their ideas and their thoughts. While many of the guests have conducted their own research, all of the opinions on the What Does Parent Think show do not necessarily represent Parent Kennedy's own thoughts. And in addition to that, audience members should continue to think and conduct their own research on the topics that are presented with on the show. So please enjoy and keep on thinking. Politics, entertainment, news, and much, much more on What Does Parent Think? The show begins in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. What is up, everyone? Back here for another episode of What Does Parent Think? I don't know about you all, but I'm excited to be back. We didn't have an um, episode last week. Um, Quadro had to go back and get his microphone. And then for me, I was moving in to um, my new housing in New York. I'm now a grad student officially, which I'm very excited about. Uh, by the way, Quajo, go ahead and say hello to the audience. The main man is back. Hello. Um, so we're both very excited to be back, I'm sure. And um, we got a really good episode for you all covering some things that has happened like over the last two weeks. And then also things um, that are happening this week. So we're going to give you um, just give a brief overview of the episode for today. We're going to do an overview of like the state of America. So we're going to be talking about some cultural things that has happened and then also some political things that have happened. Then we're going to go into our first main story. Um, tragically, we lost Chadwick Boseman um, two weeks ago, the Black Panther actor at the age of 43. So we'll be talking about that. And last but not least, we'll be talking about John Boyega, um, who famously portrayed Finn in the sequel Star Wars movie by Disney. Um, he had an interview with GQ, and he said a lot of really interesting stuff. So that's what we'll be talking about in today's episode. So let's first get started with our State of America. We'll be talking about three cultural things that have happened in this past week. And the first thing that we're going to be focusing on is the Oscars. So, first of all, Quajo, do you watch the Oscars? Uh, no. Honestly, I'm struggling to figure out the differences between the Oscars and uh, what's the other one? The Golden Globes? Yeah, the Golden Globes. I really don't know the difference. Um, like, what is it? Yeah, I'm not quite sure either. Um, I think <laughs> viewership probably has gone down because, like, who really cares? Uh -huh. Like, if yeah. you enjoy a movie, then you enjoy a movie. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So Oscars is for the movies, and or, I think Golden Globes is for is for uh, music. Or is that well? Not, the now Grammys? I have to look it up because now I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let me see. Go, Golden Globes. Yeah, now you got me curious over here. Yeah. Right, Golden Globes. Um. Hmm. Oh, um, television. That's oh, what okay. Golden Globes focuses on. 
So is, Golden um, Globes television. I know they do some Tele- TV stuff, but I think uh, it mainly focuses on television. Gotcha. And then so, so the Oscars is for the movies. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's the Oscar story? Yep. So you know we're living in an ever changing society. Um, right. People are trying to become more culturally aware, or at least on paper, they're trying to become more culturally aware in the wake of things like the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. So, um, you know, things are always expected to kind of go off the way- rails whenever um, companies want to be woke or groups want to be woke. You can always expect something to go horribly wrong and it doesn't try right. to make real any real progress. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see your take on this. So the Oscars, um, the, the academy that decides how um, things are cited upon, they have made new rules with the goal of making Hollywood more diverse. Um, they released these rules on September 8th, and this story comes from Vox, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, it's saying that if you want to compete for Best Picture, you must have a few of the following requirements. So there's four categories, um, and I, I'm just going to real quickly read the things from each four categories. Um, and you at least have to meet two of these categories and then one thing from each of those two categories. So it's already quite confusing, but here we go. So for category A, you must either have, um, for characters on screen, you must have at least one lead um, or significant supporting actor from an underrepresented racial or um, ethnic group. Or you can have at least 30% of a cast um, in secondary or minor roles from two underrepresented identity groups. Or you can have a main storyline or subject that centers around an underrepresented group. Um, So that's just category A. So you can see that. Yeah, it's a lot more. (laughs) Um, So category B, this deals with things behind the camera. So um, you have to have one of the following, at least two heads of major departments must be from an underrepresented identity group. Um, Additionally, a minimum of one of these must be from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Or you can have at least six people on the crew are from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group, or at least 30% of the crew are from an underrepresented um, identity group. Then um, Group C, yes, still more to go. So um, this deals with, like, staffing. Um, You must offer a paid internship or apprentice opportunities in a variety of departments to people from underrepresented identity groups and must actually be employed by people in those positions. Or um, you must offer training and work opportunities in below-the-line um, like essential or lower or mid-level positions to people under in underrepresented my identity groups, and then the last thing um, deals with audience development. Um, uh, what are they exactly saying for this one? Um, basically, they are saying that um, parts of the business to get people to buy tickets to qualify for this category, the studio or company distributing the film must have multiple senior level executives from underrepresented identity groups oh, on their marketing man. This is a lot. or digi- distribution teams. 
Now, there are like two more things that I would like to mention that mm-hmm. um, films, they only have to meet two of these categories and one of the things from each of those categories. And then also these rules don't go into effect until 2024. But I, I already can tell from you and then <laughs> definitely from our audience, it, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And wow. Okay. And the Academy, I wonder, my first question here is, how important does these, uh, who the Oscar people, mm-hmm. how important do they really think their award is to these uh, directors and stuff like that? Now, I, I really question, do they really view themselves as being that important? And would, like, TV ratings back that up? Because I would doubt it, you know? Mm. This could backfire in one way to where these movies just say, uh forget doing all that in this huge laundry list forget all that i'm just gonna make a great movie and nobody watches the oscars anyway so it's not gonna hurt me it's not like people say oh let me you know wait and see what the oscars say before i go in about a movie like they're not that important but two this whole thing is like just kind of like hey telling people oh just put some put this character and put this person and put this uh underrepresented thing in here i'm like i don't think that's really i don't whatever it might be intended well but whatever goal they were looking for they think this will incentivize the studios to go with more underrepresented tent up underrepresented uh minority groups they might find that it ends up just being just oh let me just set a benchmark real quick and then you get people getting kind of tokenized roles and stuff like exactly that. i agree with you on that they're like oh you know? just make them a servant but we'll make them the secondary character exactly Something just like that. yep just like that so this can really backfire a lot with all these rules i think they need to understand that um the more rules you put in place, it's going you're gonna bar a lot of creativity and you might wind up with adverse effects that you're looking for. So I just don't think they're gonna probably change this. You know, if they were smart. I yeah, I think you really have to because you know, you were talking about the importance of an Oscar. When I'm looking to watch movies, um, I'm not looking oh award-winning Oscar director. Exactly. Sometimes Oscar directors, you know, they make better movies. But I'm I'm really just looking for a good movie. Like, look at the Marvel movies. Uh, Black Panther won Oscars, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a bit. But I'm not looking at Marvel. I'm looking at Marvel movies because I have a good time in the theater. Not because of, oh my God, the director has five um, (laughs) Oscars. All that stuff is irrelevant. Yeah, like irrelevant yeah. to the majority of Americans, and I'm sure people worldwide. It, it, I, I personally think that it really is an elite type thing. Like, if you're mm-hmm. directors, then like you compare, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I got three Oscars, or you got mm-hmm. five, whatever. But again, to the general public, we we don't care about this. Yeah, we we don't really care. Mm-hmm. We, we don't really care, honestly. It's just sometimes it's like, all right, if you have a lot of really good quality movies come out, then I say, okay, Oscars, they're cut out for themselves because I guess 
even if I don't watch it, I guess I can recognize them as the older guys who know good movies or whatever. So in that case, the Oscars are probably very important that year. But, I mean, year-to-year basis, we probably have some down years where all the movies are kind of trash. Nobody's going to turn on the Oscars to see what's the best out of the film. Yeah, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head of no, nobody really cares. It's not going to make any real progress. Exactly. And I think even when you force people to like do stuff like this, you don't mm-hmm. get really good, genuine characters because somebody facts. is not trying to do it to make a good yep. like minority character. And that's actually worse. Because yes, it is. as much as people push for like, oh, put black people or Asian people in the movie, if the mm-hmm. character is crap, and uh, this is another thing we'll talk about later with Finn in the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter. You do yep. nothing to make minority people look good. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody just kind of ends up being upset at the end. And the thing mm-hmm. is that Hollywood just keeps on repeating it. Yes. Over and over again with these bad characters. of like, Oh, yes, yep. diversity, diversity. But mm-hmm. we're going to put out the same crap characters. Um mm-hmm. And not not really learn from our mis- mistakes. It's your mistake for not going to see the movie, um, which was literally something that uh, Elizabeth Banks said when people didn't go see her Charlie's Angel movie. Wow. But <laughs> um, wow. yeah, so that that that's the first uh, cultural story for today. Let's mm-hmm. move on to the second one, and it's lit. The Travis Scott um, famous phrase. Uh, it's lit. Um, Travis Scott has a McDonald's meal, and if you love the same old crap that you get from McDonald's, then get ready for it again just with Travis Scott's name um, in front of it. And this story comes from uh, McDonald's itself, then also CNN. So uh, McDonald's, they teamed up with Travis Scott to create a $6 Cactus Cactus Jack's favorite. Um, The Cactus Cactus man, Jacks is like <laughs> one of Travis Scott's like ulterior names. Um, but yeah, so the meal is six dollars, and it's like basically a quarter pounder with cheese. Again, nothing like different at all. Like I was thinking, like oh maybe put like a pretzel bun or some type of special sauce, but no, it's basically just a quarter pounder. <laughs> yep. Um, fries with barbecue sauce. I mean. Have do you eat fries with barbecue sauce? I don't think that's like a very crazy I mean, thing. Yeah, it, I mean I don't do it often. It's only like if I had chicken tenders. Yeah, and there's barbecue sauce and I'm like yeah whatever I'll put the French fries with barbecue sauce other than that. And then like there's a sprite again a very basic McDonald's meal that you will see people having yep. on a regular Saturday. But you Good know like hype beast. Not even get the track to like yeah like. Hype Beast and other people are gonna run out and yep. um, go get it. People in the vape jackets and all that. But so here was the other thing that was also released along with the meal. Um, you know, Travis Scott, I will give this to him. He's very good at selling merchandise. He also yes, he had is. like Cocoa Puffs that he sold at one time. Wow. Yeah. Um, but so there was merchandise that came along with this, like t shirts. Um, hoodies and probably the most expensive thing was that there were these um, 
these like cut off jeans and essentially they sold for $300 and they're all sold out. Wow. Like people really buy this stuff. And it, it's just like jeans, but with like McDonald's stuff on it, things again, you would never buy unless it had some type of celebrity on it. Yeah, exactly. And then um, they also had a nugget pillow, which I, I thought, I, I don't know if you've seen a picture of this. Um, it's in one of the links that I included, but it actually looks pretty interesting. Like, I don't know how many people want a nugget as a pillow, but it's basically like a McDonald's chicken nugget as a <laughs> pillow. Yep. So, uh, you know, that's wow. what people are spending their money on when they could be spending it on. And I, I think some of the designs look cool, so I'm not, you know, trying to rip on anybody. Like, if that's what you wanted, then that's what you want. But, you know, you could be spending that money on stocks or mm. something to advance your wealth. But, um, you know, that's some of true. these shirts are cool now that I'm looking at it. It's $48. Oh, my God. That's a little expensive. Yeah, that's $48 probably banks it cotton that junk that'll shrink on you yeah, first wash and some of the shirts look like the shirts that you get when you work at McDonald's Whoa. like there's a polo shirt and I literally like I to our audience I used to work at McDonald's this literally looks like a shirt that I used to wear when I worked at McDonald's so um, if you want to look like a McDonald's worker, just go ahead and pay $128 for this wow. uh, this polo shirt. The damn people going to say it's fly. Yep. They bought it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at me. I kind of look like I work at McDonald's. Not mm. writing up people work at McDonald's, but still, <laughs> like, uh, they going to bring that to fashion. Yeah, bring it to fashion. Mm. Um, One quick fun fact. While I was looking up this story, um, did you know that Travis Scott's real name is Jaquise Webster? The fuck? Yeah. Really? Jaquise Webster. That's his wow. name. Then where did he get Travis Scott from? I have no clue. I, I should look that up too. Jaquise Webster. Yes. Very wow. like basic name. Yeah, it's very, very basic. Very basic. But, um, I would have thought it was actually Travis Scott. Wow. Yeah, but Travis Scott seems like a normal name, like s something that somebody could be born with. Exactly. It's not like too out there. Um, <laughs> but let's go ahead and move on to our last um, culture story. This comes from uh, CBR.com and now this news. Um, the Mulan movie, um, probably the biggest motion picture. Like we haven't had a lot this year. But the biggest motion picture coming out, obviously based on the classic Disney movie, the animated movie Mulan, uh, which had Eddie Murphy as a dragon in that movie. Um, but the movie has been receiving backlash. Um, first of all, it released for $30 on Disney+. Plus. So not only do you have to buy wow. a Disney Plus subscription, but then you have to get their premiere access and then <laughs> get the movie. <laughs> And like, you know, I'm a I, I have stock in Disney, so I was looking, um, listening to their investor call, and um, they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna see how well this does to see if we want to do other movies like this." So I'm just like, "What the heck?" 
Hell no. Nah. If they put Black Widow on there for thirty dollars, that'll be the first Marvel movie I just haven't seen. For real. I'm not trying to do that deal. I don't want to do it. Um, but yeah, Mulan. So um, it, it's a Chinese um story. Um, so parts of the movie was filmed in filmed in China, and um, wow. For those of you all in the audience who don't know, um, China is run by the Communist Party of China. Um, so they are a communist nation. They have um government controlled media. Uh, they base the government basically says you can publish this, you can't publish that, and essentially parts of where Mulan was filmed was filmed where they have concentration camps of Muslims in China. And let me tell you about some of the stuff that happens in these concentration camps. Um, the the um, camp, first of all, they started in 2017, but in 2019. A uh, human rights group, they reported to the United Nations that China was harvesting the prisoners' organs from these concentration camps. And then also, they have been reported to be sterilizing women. And uh, again, these are Muslim citizens that have been in these concentration camps. And so here's where the problem um, stems from. Uh, Disney was filming near these locations, and when you go to film in China, you have to get their permission, and they have to make sure the movie is complying with everything that they have in their doctrines. In the end credits of Mulan, Disney thanks the local government. They thank high-level Chinese officials. They thank the Chinese police for allowing them to film there. Wow. And so you you see the problem here um, of you filming in a location where they have these these horrific acts going on. And uh, you you thanking China. Basically, this was a movie kind of made for China anyway. Um, But it's actually a funny thing. Well, I guess as funny as you can make it in this situation that I'll talk about in a bit. But another reason why... um, the movie is getting some backlash is because the, the main lady who plays in the movie, um, she last year, she put out a tweet um, supporting the Hong Kong police that were um, using excessive force against pro-democracy protesters wow. in China. So, um, again, a lot of controversy around this movie. And it actually backfired on Disney. Um, wow. And here's how it backfired, because... Because the movie was getting so much backlash, China, like the Chinese government, they told the media, you cannot cover the movie. What? Yes. So even though the movie is releasing actually on September 11th, so like we're filming on Thursday, so the movie comes out tomorrow in China. um, Yeah, the media is not allowed to talk about it. Um, So that it just backfired in Disney's face. Wow. It did. And, yeah. So, uh, but very interesting how how the hand China can have of some of these things, these movies and all that. Yeah, China is definitely a growing world superpower. Um, and we're again we're gonna talk about John Boyega later, but I've told you this before, and this is something I'm gonna have a real good rant for when we get to it. 
But for The Force Awakens, the first Disney Star Wars movie, when they released the poster, you remember John Boyega and how he had the lightsaber. Yep. Um, he was very prominent on the poster. Yes, he was. And our audience members, I encourage you to go look this up. But if you look at the poster that they released for The Force Awakens in China, John Boyega is so minimized in the poster. And that's yep. because the Chinese audience, they don't really have a great liking to black, African, anything with darker skin tones. So um, it's very interesting to think about. I, I will just say as a last thing for this is that um, in China, the film has already sold um, uh, enough tickets to make $1.43 million in ticket wow. sales. So people are still going to go see it, but um, definitely. Um, yeah, but I don't don't go watch Mulan. It's thirty dollars could be spent on so many better things. This is true. And uh, yeah, um, but if there was nothing else to say about that, we can move on to the three political stories for this week. Um, so a little bit of things about legislation, about Trump, and then about. COVID-19. So our first story, um, it comes from the heel. Um, so w- we've talked a lot on this show about legislation. Um, we had right. my one mentor on that one time to talk about some things that was happening on Capitol Hill. And uh, we, we looked at different police reform bills, um, coronavirus relief reform bills. The last major piece of COVID legislation was passed in March, and that was the CARES Act. And, you know, that gave the stimulus check the paycheck, um, paycheck protection, um, a, a bunch of other things. Um, but since then, no other coronavirus relief bill has been passed. This is true. And um, the House, the House is controlled by Democrats. Um, they passed the HEROES Act, which would give a stimulus check and a number of other things. Um, but the Republicans haven't even looked at it. And Quajo, I did a show, you you weren't on this one, but the Republicans a few weeks ago, they had their own coronavirus relief bill. But even though, because the Democrats one is like $3 trillion, the Republicans ones, it it was um, $1 trillion. But you know, the strange thing about it was that it, it included money for a new medical facility for them. It also included money for a new FBI building. And then it also included money for new military stuff and a coronavirus relief bill. And um, so the Republicans have reconvened and basically they made a new bill. It's very slimmed down. It's only 500 billion. Um, It basically extends the paycheck protection program for small businesses. Um, It gives $300 weekly for unemployed people. And then more money for testing in schools. But it doesn't have another stimulus check. It doesn't have money for states to implement some of these things. And then it has no hazard pay for frontline workers. So frontline healthcare workers. So it's a very skinny bill. And um, even like today, there was an update with it. The Democrats struck it down to even have a conversation on the bill. You need 60 votes and... The vote got like um, 52 for, um, 41 against. So, um, so you saying they didn't even talk about it and they still struck it down? Um, yeah, but basically, like, 
I, I just read what was in the bill, so like you don't really even need to have a conversation about it because oh, okay. it's so like skinny. Um, you know, it, it doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next story. Um, so Donald Trump, um, the president of the United States, always something interesting going on with mm-hmm. him. Um, there are leaked audio tapes that are out now about him downplaying the virus early in February. And so first I want to talk about like how these audio tapes got out. Um, so Bob Woodward, who is, he's a reporter, um, he's releasing a new book about Trump. And so obviously you want to promote your book. You want to get it out there. He, he never did this before, even though it would have been beneficial to know these conversations before. But he released the audio of him and Trump talking in on February 7th. Um, in these audio tapes, Trump told this reporter that the virus is deadly stuff and he acknowledges it, that it does go through the air. And then again, on March 19th, um, he said, Donald Trump said this to the reporter, I still like playing it down because I don't want to create panic. And he also acknowledged that young people caught it as well as old people. And if you remember Trump, he was like, um, in public, he was like, oh, yeah, we only have 15 people who have it, but it's going to go down. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, all the other kind of BS stuff that he kind of said. But um, very, like, damning stuff. I mean, his, his supporters are still going to love him. And that's something I think you have to kind of admire about him a little bit is that he can still get people to support him despite all these things that have come out this is true you know certain things some of his rhetoric is um his his uh voter base his supporters are still 100 percent behind him now if you ask might say oh certain things but nah they still loyal yeah so they are loyal they are loyal um so the last thing uh for the political brief this um also comes from the heel um Mm. basically in a press conference um dr fauci who has been like the lead um on giving coronavirus updates briefs Mm. um he's also the leader of the center of disease control um he basically told reporters that we do need to hunker down to get through the fall and winter because it's not going to be easy And then he also reported that um, there would likely be a vaccine um, either by the end of the year or early 2021. Um, So, you know, obviously it's a a virus. You don't know what's going to happen. All right. Um, But still interesting to see what he has to say and to see if they actually do have some type of um, vaccine by early uh, 2021 or next year would you take a vaccine because i was reading some mm. reports people were a chunk of people were like yeah i'm, I'm not taking a vaccine i'm gonna be honest mm. for me and things can change between um the time between now and when the vaccine will come out but uh i mean yeah right now in this current state assuming i've never caught it Nah, I wouldn't take the vaccine. I'll say the vaccine is for people who are uh, immunocompromised or whatever. They be talking about, you know, if your 
if you are this, check this box, whatever they, mm-hmm. you know, are more susceptible to COVID. Those folks, I think that's mostly for them. If they want to take it, cool. If they don't, then a, you know, cool too. But you don't know, so that's for them. Yeah. Not for me. Mm. Yeah, definitely like the high risk people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'll probably end up getting it eventually, uh, whenever it comes out, but probably not right away. Yeah, I'm not. you, you want to kind of see like what are some of the effects, mm-hmm. and uh, just see like because I I know it's gonna kind of be chaos. Certainly, it, yeah. When it when it first comes around, but um, yeah. So that was the state of America currently, people. Um, dealing with politics and then also cultural things um so always good to hear that stuff um so let's go on to our first major topic um this this basically happened two weeks ago and Quajo, i remember you me and our other friends we were on the phone or on like discord when this news broke um about chadwick boseman um the black panther actor who um, who was a loving husband, um, a Howard University grad, and then also a very kind-hearted person. And, you know, I know millions of people have already talked about this, but I, I think it's important, especially because we're brother, like brothers, um, that we, we <laughs> have to uh, talk about this, about, you know, just about him and, you know, pay our respects to him. Because, right. um, you know, I don't know about you, but, I think, you know, you never really know actors personal wise, but when you watch them in interviews and like behind the scenes, he did seem like a very like upstanding man, like wasn't saying anything crazy like some of these other actors. Like he was like there to do his business, take care of his business and then keep it rolling. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever you hear is uh, like those interviews where you be talking to people and what he's doing for like kids and things that nature you can listen to that and you look at like dang this guy looks like a pretty cool guy i would i would sit down and drink with this dude or whatever the hell Mm -hmm. right and um yeah for him you kind of felt like you knew him uh seeing the movies he was in and listening to some of the interviews yeah and you know what's really sad is that he was 43 years old i actually thought that he was younger than this but oh wow um, yeah, you passed away on August 28th, um, which was a few Fridays ago, right. of colon cancer. And um, just a little bit more about him is that he originally went to school for directing, but he eventually became an actor, and he started as iconic things like James Brown, Jackie mm-hmm. Robinson, and Third Good Marshall. Um, so he was basically making his way around as like, hey, I play every famous black person. Mm, he's doing it. Yep, that's what he was doing. Um, and he actually originally found out that he got cancer in 2016. Really? And if you remember, that's the f- when Civil War came out, and that was his first appearance as Black Panther. Right. Um, and then he had a uh, stage three colon cancer, but it eventually progressed to stage four. So basically, every major movie role that he has, at least. Since 2016, I don't know when Jackie Robertson came out, um, but he 
had cancer and like that I get upset when I have to wake up out of bed. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't right. want to wake up and go do work. But this man was putting his blood, sweat, and tears literally into his work to, yes, to do was. all these things while he had cancer. This is true. Um, it just shows you the strength of it. It is. And do, do you remember, because like Black Panther was the first movie I saw him in. Um, yeah, but, um, like, were there people dressed up when you went to go see Black Panther or anything? Yeah, there was. Yeah, tons yeah. of people into it, very into it, just very proud of what they're getting ready to see. Mm. And um, you know, I, I I went to undergrad in Nashville. Nashville's very white, like that. <laughs> that's no joke. <laughs> Um, but the mall, like there, um, what was it? Not Green Hills. Um, crap. I don't remember the mall, but there was basically this big mall. But again, you were going to see a lot of white people, but my, my family came to visit me and we went to go see Black Panther and Quajo literally, literally the mall where the movie theater mm. had been taken over by African-Americans. It basically <laughs> should have been Wakanda. Wow. Uh, because... Everybody and their mama was in there with their dashikis on. Wow. Um, just ready so to excited. see it. Like, so excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you felt a sight, excitement with it. And, um, you know, Black Panther, I, I always say this, but I do think it's one of the best Marvel movie when it comes to, especially, character development. Because you see a clear evolution of... You have this yep. guy who's starting off as king, and he wants to keep everything kind of enclosed um, yeah. to Wakanda. But throughout the movie, and you know, of course, of the influence of Killmonger and things, eventually by the end, he realizes that okay, we have this great technology, we have these um, great things, we need to open it up to the outside world. And you know, some movies I can't even tell what the character evolution is, but yeah, that movie has such clear character evolution in just one movie. Right. Like he became fully developed by the end of one movie, which you know, some movies can't even do that in like three three. three. Yeah. <laughs> um it, it's just really amazing, like his acting ability and then Ryan Coogler, um, the director, what they were able to do. And the movie won three octaves. Oscars, it's like the first superhero movie to go ahead and do that. Wow. And it's also one of the highest grossing movies ever. So like Wow. Um I, I really do respect that. I really do. Yeah. I really respect that. Shows you how much of an impact that had yeah. done well. Keep respecting it for it. Um, let me do some quick fast facts. Um, I'm gonna do some about him, then I'm gonna do some about colon cancer because you know, I think um, especially with him because he was so young, like you just don't see that. That is That's important right. to you know know some facts. So um, here's some things that you you probably didn't know about him, and then our audience probably didn't know, is that um, he wrote and directed several plays. Um, he originally went to Howard the HBCU because he wanted to be a director, and after that he moved to New York where he wrote and directed several plays. Um, while in New York, he was also a teacher for acting students. And uh, one of his first roles, definitely on like public in like the public eye, was a small role on the ABC family show um, Lincoln Heights from 
2007 to 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, those things I definitely didn't know about him before I, I looked them up. Yeah, I knew he went to Howard, yeah. but I didn't know about uh, the other surrounding things. Yeah, he did the commencement speech uh, for Howard in uh, 2018, so um, he was good. I, I remember back then when people were like, um, like he was just getting tired of doing the Wakanda Forever type <laughs> thing. Hey, yeah. I would be tired too. And yeah, I would too. I don't know if like, it was like because of you know cancer or like he was just genuinely tired of mm-hmm. always doing that hand mom- motion. He might have. Mm-hmm. Man, but that's just such a strong will. Yeah. You have to really think about because some folks, they would see like, oh, they get told that hey, you got cancer or whatever. But you know what it could be? It could be that because, you know, some folks would panic and they'll go through like a crisis or whatever. And they might go too crazy or get real conservative or start going to church or whatever they do. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you got other folks where that are just like, hey, Chad Bozeman, they're just they're just cool with it. They're like, yeah. hey, you know what? It is what it is. If I can't stop it then I might as well try to enjoy it or whatever. So might have that, or it could be that maybe he thought he was going to beat it, you know, maybe for a while he thought he was going to beat it. And it wasn't until, you know, when he wasn't uh, being constantly seen in these movies and interviews where he started to see like, Oh damn, I might not actually beat this, you know? And maybe that happened towards the, the end stage of the last year or something. Yeah, um, you know, there were those videos that came out, like, he did a video on Jackie Robinson Day. Um, yeah. You know, people were making fun of his uh, uh, weight, his weight because, yeah, he had lost a lot of weight. And, like, yep. he did, like, draw legitimate concerns of, like, oh, like, mm-hmm. what's up? And you saw him, like, walking with a cane and stuff. Yeah, I thought he was, like, preparing for a movie role or something. Didn't know he was actually, you know. Like, sick. Yeah, towards the end stages, which is so unfortunate. Oh, man. Um, l- let me go ahead and give a couple of facts about colon cancer because, again, just shocking and because he was so young. And I, I do want to let the audience know, uh, you all already know this, but we're no doctors, we're no nurses, no type of experts in this field. Um, Disclaimer. Yep, so for actual help and actual guidance, please go see... Um, an actual doctor, um, you know, set up appointment because this stuff is so important to think about and you want to make sure that you're staying healthy, um, you're staying well so you can live a um, long, prosperous life. But this information comes from uh, cancercenter.com and it's just a few facts. So first of all, if you don't know what the colon is, basically it helps digest your food and it removes nutrients and water before sending the waste to your rectum. Um, it is in African-American men and women, um, they're both at a significantly higher risk of developing colon cancer. And so that one is definitely shocking. And as an African-American male, sir, Quajo, you can agree to this. Um, definitely makes me think about this a little bit more. Yeah. I didn't know those stats. Wow. Um, some of the, like, signs and this doesn't necessarily mean that you have it but some of the signs are like diarrhea um bloating and cramps or loose or watery like stool 
um, then it can be treated early on with the proper screening regimens. Mm -hmm. Um, And the American Cancer Society recommends that men and women start getting colonoscopies at um, 45. And then for people who have a family history of it, they should do it um, 10 years earlier. But, you know, knowing Mm. that African-American males get it a lot more, I want to be trying to go do that as soon as possible. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm. I think I'm a better on my life for a little bit. <laughs> I don't think I want no colonoscopy. Not right now. Yeah, I'd rather not have cancer than have to go get a colonoscopy. You're right. Yeah, if that was the trade-off. I would get cancer screening every day. Oh. Not every day, but yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you talk about a colonoscopy here. Yeah, come on. Um, but yeah, so um, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Chaz, I saw somebody say um, like that. You know, um, it, it was one of his co-stars for uh, the Five Bloods. Yeah, and um, he he was basically saying like. Well, you know, I'm religious and, um, you know, I personally believe that Chaswick was put on this earth to do something. And, um, you know, he accomplished that goal. And if you think about it, the cultural significance that he really had on society, uh, we, we knew that like African-Americans could make like billions of dollars starring in movies and stuff like that. But to show that in like a predominantly black cast superhero movie really did say something and like how it inspired people um it really does go to show that you know he 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 didn't get to live to see the full um outreach of that purpose because obviously there wouldn't be a black panther 2 black panther 3 um but i think the conversations that he did start um and hopefully started about health and, uh, you know, just genuinely being a good person um, and standing up for what you believe in, I, I hope that goes a lot farther um, to really continue on his legacy. 100% agree. Mm. 100%. Um, okay, so last story for the day, John Boyega. And this one, I'm pissed off about. Boyega. I'm, <laughs> I'm right along with John Boyega. Um, so... John Boyega, um, British black actor, um, he, his major role was that he starred as Finn, the black stormtrooper, in the sequel Star Wars movies, so The Force Awakens, um, The Last Jedi, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, um, all three movies that I hated a lot, <laughs> I was extremely pissed off about them, um, but he basically did an interview for GQ magazine, and there's a video and there's also an article, and I, I um, encourage the audience to go and read these, like read it, and then also watch the video because you do get to like he's very articulate. Um, I haven't watched the interview of him, but he's very articulate in what he says and very thoughtful, and he really does think through. Oh, sorry, I burped. <laughs> um, think through what he uh, has to say, and um, I, I'm just gonna talk a. Uh, second about this and then we'll go on to the Star Wars stuff but part of the interview was about the Black Lives Matter movement and you know what that meant towards him and he said this like movement was really the first time that he had ever gone out and protested and 
um, he he went out and did it because he was tired of just like seeing the same old things on the news and he wanted to be a part of the movement. And I, I really identified with that because I remember when a uh, majority of the protests were going on, um, I don't know what it's evolved into now. It seems like a lot of the things have gone off the rails, but when it, it was um, purely um, the positive energy of standing up for what you believe in and going out there and wanting to be a part of that, I could agree with that because I wasn't really necessarily a fan of protesting. Um, I had been to one and I was basically scarred and it was in Tennessee. <laughs> so you can kind of see why I would be scarred about a protest in Tennessee. Um, but I, I went to this very peaceful one where it, it was just around the block near my house. And uh, I, I did enjoy the energy um, of being around people who were like me. And it did make me feel a part of something. So um, I definitely can see where John Boyega is coming from with um, with that being his first time protesting. And he also spoke at the protest and he said he was actually caught off guard when they called on him to speak. Oh, um, wow. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so what I I really care about because I'm a big Star Wars friend. Uh, fan, Quajo, you know this. Yeah. Um, the terrible, absolutely dog crap, dog doo, of what they did to this man in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm basically just gonna read this quote that he said. Like he put it all out on the table. Right. So he says, "Quote, like you guys knew what to do with Daisy Ridley, who played Ray." You knew what to do with Adam Driver, who played Kylo Ren. You knew what to do with these other people. But when it came to Kelly Marie Tran, um, who played Rose Tico, when it came to John Boyega, you know, F all. So what do you want me to say? Would you, um, that I enjoyed being a part of it? That it was a great experience? No, no, no. It takes that deal. It, uh, I'll take the deal when it is a great experience. They gave all the nuance to Adam Driver, all the nuance to Daisy Ridley. Wow. Let's be honest. Daisy knows this. Adam knows this. Everybody knows this. Facts. I'm not exposing anything. It just wow. saying what everybody was yeah. like thinking. Like what everybody was thinking. And it shows the actors mm-hmm. that, you know, hey, they take these roles and they expect one thing, but ends up being this way. They they are aware too. Mm-hmm. They are aware of how the script makes their character look. And there was one more quote that I was going to read before I really go on my rant. Okay, he said, What I say to Disney is, do not market a black character as important and then push them to the side. Okay, okay. Facts. What in the hell was this dude doing? He was... You remember on The Force Awakens when he was like the main person on the posters? Yes, that's he had how a I thought he was Yep, yep, I remember that. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, you're about to have a, another uh, black Jedi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> I mean, audience, go look at pictures of just type in Force Awakens Finn. He has a lightsaber in every freaking promo image. And like, like you were saying, I was so excited. I was like, finally. You know, you had Mace Windu, who was killed by being thrown out of a window. 
Right. And then you had Lando Calrissian, who was honestly um, a much better character. You know, he owned the Millennium Falcon. He was a, a Cloud City administrator. Like, he was a smooth ladies' man. Like, everybody yeah. wanted to be Lando Calrissian. You know, they actually thought about killing him off. Um, really? Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I'm glad they, they would have lost the support of the whole black coalition black after community. that. <laughs> actually, George Lucas was the one who said, like, nah, we ain't doing that. We're not killing Yeah. Him. So, good looks on George Lucas. Have he also compared uh, Disney to being white slavers. So, mm. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just so right. Like, but even with Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver, like, their characters weren't anything to write home about. Like, yeah. they got more. But they were better time. than his, though. Yeah. Um, but, like, Finn, like, when you first see him, like, he's sweating, panicking the sweating black man and then they turn him into a joke by making him a janitor this is true and then in the second movie he randomly kisses rose tico the asian right. um, girl then in the last movie he randomly has the force because like oh you know we have to make finn popular now mm-hmm. um i just feel so bad for the brother like yeah you they did build him up and like you know i have a conspiracy theory i'm not alex jones but I do have a conspiracy theory of they put Finn as prominent in The Force Awakens as a way of luring black people into the movie theater. Now, I'm oh, not saying God. this is true. This is just hey, a theory that I have. It could be possible. Because, Did, yeah, go ahead. Like, why else would you have that guy like be front and center and then change it? If you weren't trying to get a particular type of audience who exactly. may not be the biggest Star Wars fans into the movie theater. All right. That's that's exactly true because we look at everything else. The fact that, that even in that movie, I don't think he was doing no real lightsaber stuff at all. Right? So um, yeah, remember when he just got his back like sliced up by exactly. Kyle Ren? That dude sliced up his back. Right. And he basically got his butt kicked in every lightsaber fight, even though He's a trained stormtrooper, um, so he should have way more fighting experience than Ray. Right. Um, but no, slice nope. up his back, throw him into uh, you know a coma. Exactly. They and it's like, well, what else are people supposed to think at that point? Like the character didn't have anything really going on. I was on the poster with the lightsaber stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Why would y'all market this way, and then it not be that way in the movie? It's clear they they were trying to you know gain more of the uh, uh you know like the black viewership so hey that's yeah. why i see why i see why um finn aka john boyega the way he feels the way he feels because everybody else knows it and he knows it too mm-hmm. i'm just hoping that these other directors like your spike lee's and whatever michael key or jordan pill whatever his name is mm-hmm. and um other likes of those pick him up and hire this guy because Daisy really is over here saying that she's having a hard time getting work. Yeah, hard time getting work. And remember when like John Boyega was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to get any more work in Hollywood. But then everybody on Twitter was like, oh, oh, we'll hire you, John Boyega. We'll right. hire you. Where are those people now? Like, exactly. where are they? It could be because of COVID, though. Maybe yeah. he does actually have stuff going on. But aside from that, yeah, where are they at? Yeah, not um, helping him. Uh, mm-hmm. There, There is one thing that I will say about Daisy Ridley. Um, she did an interview on Jimmy Kimmel Live the other day. 
and um, like the person interviewing her was asking about her character Ray. Basically, the the guy was like, "So did you know the whole time that um, Ray was a Palpatine?" And then she said, "No, J.J. Abrams, like, yeah, he was like, oh, I'm gonna be related to Obi Wan Kenobi." Then he came back and was like, "No, we're gonna make you related to Palpatine." Then he came back and was like, "No, we're not gonna make you related to Palpatine." And then she said, basically, they kept on switching it back and forth during filming. <laughs> wow! So literally, there's no direction, no, no solid direction, no, like no solid direction. And if you look at videos of Kathleen Kennedy, who's in charge of Lucasfilm with the Star Wars. Um, she'll say like, up. "Oh yes, it was always in the plan, always in the plan." She's lying. Yeah, lying. she'll be her boasting. She know that wasn't in the plan. Yeah. Come on, we're not dumb. It was really um, a joke. Yeah, just a joke. And I'm just like, no, I write better Star Wars fan fiction in my head than right. the, uh, the toilet stool that I saw on the screen. Yeah. And uh, you know. Things like that get priority, but Star Wars: The Clone Wars is my favorite show. But they they cancel Star Wars: The Clone Wars, so you Damn. know this is just uh, <laughs> it, it, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, John Boyega um, definitely seems like a, a upstanding brother. Certainly. Um, so yeah, I definitely hope that he gets where I mean. If I was a director, I would hire him. Right. Yeah, I would hire him. But um, yeah. So to our audience. As always, we thank you for listening for this week's episode, and we will see you next time on What Does Parent Think? Thank you for listening to What Does Parent Think? Don't forget to like and subscribe, and also don't forget to keep on thinking.